There you go. Perfect. Signing off. All right. I guess it'll <laughs> <laughs> We'll figure that out repertoire yeah. at some point. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Bourbon Pursuit. And if this is your first time joining us, maybe you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. But if you didn't know, we're also a video podcast. So you can head over to youtube.com slash bourbon pursuit, facebook.com slash bourbon pursuit, and you can watch the video if you want to know exactly what we look like, who we're talking to, what they look like. Maybe you just want to be bored during the middle of the day at work and you want to kill your company's bandwidth and sit there and stream video. You can go ahead and you can do that. So make sure you subscribe on those channels as well. Now, today's episode might seem like one huge advertisement for Bourbon Beyond. And that's because it pretty much is. And I say that because when I was there last year, I got this sense of feeling that we had to do something. We had to be there this year because it was such a immense appreciation for bourbon and bringing together new types of people to go and experience uh, the the education that seminars and everything that goes that has to go on. You know, I talk about it in this episode too of just sitting there and thinking to myself like we've just we've got to be a part of this. We've got to figure out how bourbon pursuit can be a part of this. And I can just guarantee you that you've never seen a bourbon festival bigger than this. And it's, in my opinion, it is, it's breaking new grounds. It's really what it means to be on the fringe of what is to be a bourbon enthusiast and also caters to the other people that just enjoy it casually, or maybe they're just now learning about it, or maybe just now learning about a podcast. But the coolest thing is, is that not only are we going to be there because we've got some sessions that we're going to be running, but you have a chance to go now as well because Bourbon Pursuit is having a giveaway for not only just two general admission tickets or just giving away a pair, but we've also, we're the only team that has been given the exclusive opportunity to give a weekend mint VIP package experience. That means this is a mint VIP entrance these are $500 tickets, so it's a $1,000 package. You get access to air conditionings, you get air, air conditioned space, you have access to another bar, VIP viewing areas. It's really uh, quite an experience. So this contest is now live on facebook.com slash bourbon pursuit. Go ahead, find the post, and you can go ahead and get yourself entered to win the Mint VIP package or the GA giveaway. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to do that. And that's going to end on August 31st. So you've got two more weeks to get in there and we're going to do it. We're going to roll it. And hopefully you can come and you can see us on stage at the Bourbon Seminars, the Bourbon Plus Seminars. And you can go and you can watch people like Lenny Kravitz and John Mayer and Cheryl Crow and Robert Plant. And it's, it's funny, I get to talk about all these people and us in the same exact sentence. You don't really think of being able to do that, but it's pretty awesome. And now onto some other news. If you remember back on episode 72, we had Jay and Hannah from New Rift Distilling on the podcast. And they were talking about how they were starting to create their own distillate, but they were selling some of their sourced MGP products that were in their OKI brand. But... It started to make new waves this past week as New Riff has now launched their four-year-old bottle and bond bourbon that you can get in their gift shop and other surrounding areas. So look out for that as it starts making its way out. And other news for the podcast is that we're still rolling strong with barrel picks. We've got a few more in the books and I'm ready to announce them right now. So we've got our Maker's Mark 46 blend that we're going to be doing here at the end of the month. That's gonna happen. We've got a Four Roses barrel selection. We've got a Knob Creek bourbon and a Knob Creek rye. We're doing a new barrel every single month, pretty much to the end of the year. So big shout out to Keg and Bottle out of the San Diego area. Make sure you go and you check out their website, Keg and Bottle, K-E-G, the letter N, bottle.com. And you can shop their online selection of almost over 700 plus different whiskeys and get them shipped right to your door. And if you want all the show notes with links and everything hitting your inbox, make sure you go to bourbonpursuit.com, sign up for our email list, and those will come to your inbox every time, every Thursday morning, around 7 a.m. Eastern time. 
and you can go ahead and you can get your burn pursuit fix for the week. And of course, if you love social media, make sure you follow us there. We just surpassed uh, 10,000. I think we're at uh, almost 10 and a half thousand Instagram followers. It's amazing that people just love to scroll and click like buttons on pictures of whiskey. But I honestly, I find myself catching it nowadays too. So make sure you're following us there on Instagram to see what we're doing on Friday, Saturday, and perhaps Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, and Tuesday nights. But also make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Bourbon Pursuit. And lastly, Patreon is where we help grow the show and you can be a part of it. All those barrel picks I talked about at the beginning here, you actually have the opportunity to join us on those barrel picks if you support the show at $10 or more per month. And the only way you can get a bottle is if you actually support it through Patreon as well. So go check it out, patreon.com slash bourbon pursuit. We've got all kinds of cool stuff there. T-shirts, bottle totes, koozies, and of course, bottles and bottles and bottles of bourbon. So with that, Enjoy this week's episode, and here's Fred Minnick with Above the Char. I'm Fred Minnick, and this is Above the Char. As I walked through popular downtown Denver through herbal smoke clouds and droves of skinny man buns, I saw a familiar word that wasn't as popular here 10 years ago. Back then, cheesy beer billboards touted piss in a tin can. Today, those posters and billboards are gone. They've been replaced in bar windows, liquor stores, and street signage with the word whiskey. I saw this block after block with street advertising including posters for Stranahan's, Woody Creek, and Distillery 291. It struck me as odd that I didn't see a single billboard for Jack Daniels, Crown Royal, Jim Beam, or one of the other major whiskey brands. And it got me to thinking, was Denver rejecting big whiskey? From what I could tell, the answer was yes. I found a bar called Society Sports and Spirits. A black whiskey sign towered over its door and only one Kentucky bourbon was served there, Kentucky Gentleman. By the way, that's one of the most rot-gut bourbons you'll find. But Society Sports and Spirits was calling itself a bona fide Colorado whiskey bar, beaming with state pride and offering mostly Colorado whiskey. You'll find 80 Laws, Old Elk, Tin Cup, State 38, 291, Stewards, and many others. But what they don't say on their menu, or perhaps the bartenders just don't know, is that many of these Colorado whiskey brands are not, in fact, distilled in Colorado. Ten Cup, for example, is a blend of mostly Indiana bourbon and a Colorado straight malt. There's nothing wrong with that, and Ten Cup does not hide this fact, but it's not a Colorado whiskey. It's an American whiskey blend. When I left Society Sports and Spirits, I wondered if we may see a new form of source whiskey deception, using taverns with state pride spreading false heritage. If that does happen, I'm sure the internet police will shut it down fairly quickly. But I do know one thing is for sure. As more states come online with distilling prowess, we will see bars align themselves with their state's whiskey, attempting to shut out Kentucky. I can see it now coming to a town near you, Texas bourbon bars, Georgia whiskey houses, and Oregon single malt restaurants. Hey, I'm all for innovation and gambling on yourselves and your states. But an Oklahoma moonshine bar just doesn't pull on the heartstrings like good old-fashioned Kentucky bourbon. And that's this week's Above the Char. Did you know I'm starting a bourbon magazine? Check it out, bourbonplus.com. That's bourbonplus.com. If you have an idea for Above the Char, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Fred Minnick. That's at Fred Minnick. Until next week, cheers. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean, 
instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to noseyourbourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. And they're off for another Give 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or thebourbonconcierge.com and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Welcome back to another episode of Bourbon Pursuit, the official podcast of bourbon. Kenny, Ryan, and now Fred. Oh, right. Wait, I, mean, I thought is... it was Kenny and Fred. Now. <laughs> Kenny, uh, we uh, we we voted. We will let you back on the island. So. Yeah, I was on the chopping block. Uh, it's not true. Yeah, it's, it's not true. When the announcement went, I uh, got like ten texts from family and friends. What the hell? Like, didn't know you were getting kicked off. Or... <laughs> when the announcement that I came on, you, they were saying that they were afraid that you got kicked off. Yeah, they're like. <laughs> Uh, I guess because the way Kenny worded said the new co-host, so like everybody's like, well, oh, he, the funny thing is, is he actually approached me prior to it, and, <laughs> yeah. he, and he said, he's like, hey, my, the long-term plan here is actually to kick Ryan off. <laughs> hey, as long as my share is still on the bottom, yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's in the contract that you know you're. I, I pretty listening. much only show up to the episodes I want to, anyway. So well, I'm totally cool if you. That's how you become a silent partner, right? That's that how right. it works. You're actually, I, actually he's not very silent. I mean, listen yeah, to it. Come on now. I like to give my two cents. <laughs> well, so this is great because this is uh, this is the first episode where you're actually able to join us, be in person, yeah. uh, actual co-host. Yeah. But you're flirting for a while. Yeah, I know. But yeah. But he's technically also a guest this time too, right? Yeah, it's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, kinda. you know how I play it. You but, know. I don't know, but maybe we're also guests, right? Because this is all talking about bourbon and beyond, right? Maybe I'm the guest now. Maybe, know. yeah, there you that go. That is true. We were going to break it to you lightly. <laughs> yeah, cool. Maybe <laughs> actually, we're going to cue the Fire John away. cue the John Mayer right now. Ooh, I like it. Body is Wonderland. <laughs> Probably a bad pick for me. For him, he, he, you go straight to the body as a Wonderland. All right, that's 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 his jam. That's I mean, we ride over here and I'm that's thinking gravity. Your ascot's yeah. got me all excited. <laughs> Okay, so Kenny, <laughs> tell us. All right, moving on. Yeah, Sorry. here we go. Enough of this, enough of this lively banter, right? So, uh, just quickly, as we all know, we've got Kenny and Ryan, of course, Fred Minnick, now the the newest co-host to join this is uh, the Bourbon Pursuit team. And today, we're all focused on Bourbon and Beyond. Uh, it's a festival that it was funny when I attended it last year. I went there, and I was amazed, absolutely just floored at being able to go and look at really where bourbon became a showcase for this, right? Where it really wasn't like an afterthought where it's like, okay, cool. We're gonna have a music festival and then we'll have some little bourbon thing over to the side in some corner, right? But no, I mean, this was like a thing where bourbon was truly showcased and it's really getting it out of the mindset that you don't have to have bourbon always at some uh, hotel expo center. You don't have to have a bunch of you know, tents sitting around or a bunch of uh, tables sitting around for everybody and you can go sample each one of them. And then that's how you kind of like uh, get your expo experience, right? I mean, this was something that was relatively new, uh, a relatively new concept of being able to do this. And that's when I sent a message to, to Ryan and a few other people. And I said, we've got to be a part of this next year. Like we've got to figure out how we can, you know, really come in and make a splash and just be a part of this because I had never seen so many people come and just be enthusiastic about it and want to drink bourbon. And this was, by the way, this was an oddly hot September, 
yeah. day when this happened yeah. last year, right? Mm-hmm. And people were still, they were sitting there and trying bourbon and trying it. And then you'd walk away and you go check out the next concert, right? So, I, you know, I kind of want to hand it a little, if you, unless you have anything else to add on to that, Ryan. You pretty much nailed it. Yeah, so. okay. Does he let you talk? Uh, like, or do you, I, I was I mean, like, is he, gonna, we, is he ever going to wrap it up? Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> just keep going. No, he, he nailed it. So. Yeah. So before we kind of get it. into a lot of the stuff about this year, you know, Fred, I kind of want to rewind it back a year ago to the mm-hmm. inaugural and kind of talk about what it was of the idea of building it, building up to it, and how that planning process sort of went. Well, first of all, you know, for those who haven't attended, it, it, to be fair, if you're coming, a lot of people are coming for the music. You know, the the music acts were Eddie Vedder last year, Stevie Nicks, Steve Miller Band, um, and uh, a bunch of other, like Gary Clark Jr. Who, I love Gary Clark Jr. He's amazing. You know, a lot of those really high-level Grammy award-winning, you know, great bands. A lot of people are... You know, it attracted fifty thousand people last year, and the, I would say the majority. The whole the whole point of the festival is to attract the fringe consumer to get people who are not necessarily into bourbon, and you do that through like the loves that people have. So in this case, it's music. And what was amazing was, you know, that was the that was the concept. That was like what what the intention was, and what you know, what we found was there was actually a lot of bourbon fans who came and there was also a lot of people who had never had bourbon. There was a lot of people who were fringe consumers and then they were just dead on hooked, um, long-term bourbon fans. And so the, the con, the, the initial planning, it actually goes back to when Danny Wimmer was wanting to start a bourbon. So he wanted to start a bourbon he came to this city Uh, taking meetings and he went through and he had a glass and he was ready to start sourcing. Oh, so he really wanted to create a brand. Like that was was, his idea. He started it out wanting to create a brand. And that was his, his, his goal was because he wanted to serve it as festivals and he, cause he served more whiskey at his festivals than any other festival promoter. I mean, he's a whiskey guy and he gets to, he gets here and he's like, I don't want to start a whiskey. I want to do a festival. And he, that started out with Louder Than Life. Louder Than Life's a heavy rock concert. And it had a lot of those components that you saw at Bourbon and Beyond, like with a big giant bar. I, I do believe that is the largest, uh, the longest bur- uh, bourbon-only bar in, in the world. Uh, definitely from a festival perspective. But, I, you know, it's, it's hard to prove. But it's a very long bar. You, you need know, a tape measure to prove it then, you, right? You need, yeah. you need a tape measure. <laughs> There's some well, easy tools for that. <laughs> well, it's like, it, you know, the anybody can claim anything, right? But I'm not, I'm one of those people that I, I, I like to actually have facts. Like I want to, like someone else says they're, they, they have the longest bourbon bar, but like I want to go prove it. Sp- yeah. pr- go prove it. So I don't like just saying things. Beat you but, by a foot this year, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but there's, a, that's common in the bar business, as you know. And and so Louder Than Life starts out, it has, you know, Kid Rock. They'd eventually get headliners like uh, Ozzy Osbourne and, you know, Rob Zombie. And so that was their, their style of music. And last year, they, they started working with the mayor's office and everything to develop what would be Bourbon and Beyond. They wanted to do a, a bourbon festival. And it was, uh, they brought me in, they started recruiting me probably in 2014, and uh, kind of brought me, brought me into the fold in, um, you know, early last year, like January 2017. And I helped found the Bourbon and Beyond. And the, the whole premise of it is to, is to have great food because we have celebrity chefs. Like last year we had Carla Hall and Tom Colicchio. This year we have Aaron Sanchez and, and Tom Colicchio and um, Jose Garcia. We have a lot of great a lot of great chefs and then you have the bourbon side and then you this year on the music side we have uh john mayer lenny kravitz sting robert plant a lot of great bands and my whole vision is that someone gets the perfect bite of food and the perfect taste of bourbon while they're listening to like their favorite song and that's kind of like it's it's about experiencing everything at once and that's really what this festival is all about for a bourbon lover 
whose idea was it to really bring in the the culinary aspect, right? Because when I when I go to other kind of festivals, it's like, all right, let's get some dirty yeah. hot dog water and you know some bottles of water, and we'll get back out there, right? I think I think it brings something new. Some where nachos, popcorn. Yeah, there you, know, you go. Some of the get back to drinking. <laughs> I, I would say that's this company's entire model is that they like to elevate experience, and and that's part of it. They like elevating the food side, like if like the best pizza I've ever had in Louisville was at Bourbon and Beyond with the with their uh, pizza vendor, the spicy pie. And I have been craving that pizza for a year, so I can't wait for it to taste it again here soon. But they that's what they do. They elevate every aspect of of, of the festival side, and it's costly. You know, um, this this vessel's eight million dollars to produce. You know, so it's not like you know they're renting the the Marriott and you know putting up a small stage and getting you know the really good guys at karaoke and then having the bourbon brands like pour some bourbon. And not only that, I mean, it's like bourbon is the headliner. It, it when when we announce um, when we announce things, it's very important to us that bourbon is always first because we're trying to put a spotlight on bourbon in. Um, the way rock stars are normally treated. And we always talk about bourbon distillers being rock stars, but here we're actually treating them like rock stars ahead of rock stars. So they get their own, like, uh, their own poster, you know, their own rock poster. They get announced in the same breath as, you know, Sting. And, um, you know, no one else is doing that. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's very unique in being able to do that because we've talked about master distillers and all these people in the bourbon industry technically being rock stars for a while, right? But now they they really are. As you said, yeah. in the same breath, they're really starting to kind of fall back into that fold, right? So yeah. I think it's pretty interesting to be able to do that. Well, it, it, I started noticing, I started noticing this. I mean, this is something that they've anecdotally talked about for a long time. But I started noticing a difference about, you know, six years ago when I'd walk into an airport and somebody recognized me. And and then I would talk to Julian Van Winkle and Fred No, and they're like, "Yeah, I can't even go to Costco anymore." And I was like, "Oh wow, you know that's that's crazy." And then you then you get further out, and you're like, "Costco's big, right?" Costco, yeah, Costco's big. <laughs> then, you get, then you then you get to Germany, and you know they have people who recognize them there. I was like, "This is you know you start seeing this kind of like bourbon weaving itself into the fabric of pop culture." And when then they bring in the celebrities, you start seeing bourbon more integrated into television, and that elevates everybody. Yeah, as much as we make fun of the Mila Kunis's and the and the Matthew McConaughey's being on TV, that really is good for everybody associated with bourbon because it elevates it, it puts it in that kind of cool zone. And you know, there was a time that you wouldn't dare be seen with bourbon if you were in Hollywood. You know, you were you were drinking something cool like vodka for them. Yeah, sky flavored vodka. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and so so bourbon has been elevated in a lot of ways. And and this festival is really about trying to remove some of that stigma of Kentucky, you know, that were toothless and Hicks playing and banjos on the front porch and not there's anything wrong with that. I love banjo music. So I, yeah. lo- I love, I love banjo music, yeah. but the toothless guy that everyone thinks of wearing, you know, the hillbilly, you know, that's what that keeps people from coming to Kentucky. And even now what you see is you, you the, there are people who are like, why do you, why do you love Kentucky so much? You know, they don't get it. They have to come here and experience it. And, you know, the, the belief is that this festival will help change the minds of a lot of people uh, of not only bourbon, but all of Kentucky. So what did you see, like, out of the, your attendees last year? Like, how many were from Kentucky and how many were coming outside? Yeah, of, six, of I think, I, I can't remember the data on the top of my head, but I think someone was like 60 to 70% were from outside. Really? Of, of Kentucky. Uh, definitely, definitely Louisville. You know, so the majority, majority was outside of Louisville. Uh, and there was a lot of out of states. A lot of the states you would imagine, like Illinois, mm-hmm. Indiana, Ohio. Uh, but there was also a lot from other countries. And if you think about it, if you're a fan of a of a musician, and you know you're like, this year we're going to go see Sting. No matter where you live, you're going to look at his tour schedule, and you're gonna you're gonna say, all right, what do I want to kind of create a vacation around? Like, oh, he's going to be in Louisville, Kentucky, September twenty uh, second. 
let's do a whole vacation around this. Yeah, you know, I like bourbon. I don't know much about it. So let, let's go down there and let's kind of build this whole trip around bourbon. That's what people are doing. They're, you know, they're following their favorite musicians and they're coming down here and they're creating Next thing you know, they're doing a distillery tour. Yeah. And then they're sending on a seminar and yeah. then they're subscribed to the podcast. Then they subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> and, well, and they're spending serious coin on bourbon. Yeah, and my hope is, is that, you know, we'll have, we'll be able to reach a lot of these people uh, because they are coming in. You know, the Bourbon Pursuit podcast logo is going to be everywhere. So, I mean, that's good. We want the biggest stickers possible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe get a, maybe get. Uh, We're going to wear flags. You know, a get, a, get yeah. a wrap around one of the, one of the trucks and then just park it right there at that gas we'll station. We'll take that out of your share. Yeah. yeah. Let's, do <laughs> let's do Let's do, let's hire a street artist to like spray yeah. paint something, right? We'll right. do that, right? Hey, listen, gor- gorilla marketing is where it's at. <laughs> we'll do a skylight, you know, like a Batman signal. Yeah. Like yeah. A suit there. I, I like it. But you made a really good point, right? I mean, I know. I've looked at different artists and you look at their tour schedule and you're like, okay, well, where in the country do I want to go? And sometimes you're like, oh, like San Diego, that looks pretty cool or somewhere in Florida or, you know, like Red Rocks. Noblesville. Or or Noblesville, (laughs) Indiana, right? But then you see something in Louisville and you see it's at like this Bird and Beyond Festival, right? And it's just not just another festival, right? And I think that's kind of what does make it that more of an attractor is that it's not just a festival where, yeah, sure, there's a lot of great bands. You could go do that at a lot of different cities, but we're bringing another element into it where you get more of the experience out of it. Of Because let's be honest, like you want to be there during the headliners and see see the head shows. Yeah. But during the day, like it's cool to be able to walk around and do something where you're yeah. just not stuck. Maybe like listening to, having you know, to go to some stage that you're like, well, I don't really know this person. I'll go so listen to it. But you can go and get educated in something else if you really yeah, want to. Yeah, and that's why we have seminars. And you know, we're having – we have a couple dozen seminars on different types of – you know, the, the different, different things going on in bourbon. And I like to do things – I like I'm I'm in a tr- I'm in a trend of myself right now trying to tap into people's like either controversial side or into like their touchy feely side. So I've got a whole series about you know the family, and we have um, the Van Winkles and the Coles Fiends on stage together. We're talking about what it's like to grow up in, in bourbon and you know through the struggles and everything. And then we have the Russells on stage: Jimmy, Eddie, and Bruce. You know, so you know Grandpa, son you know, grandson. And we also have some geeky stuff like uh, the art of fermentation. But I think the the headliner of this year's seminars is most definitely Jack and Jim, What's the Difference? And that's something I've been working on for a very long time, getting the master distiller of Jack Daniels, uh, Jeff Arnett, on stage with uh, the master distiller of Jim Beam, Fred No. Now, if it's a cussing contest, we know Fred No is going to win. Fred's going to get that one. But we're expecting a very gentlemanly discussion. Well, of, that would be good for, the, like you said, the fringe consumer too, because that's two names they are very well aware yeah. of, and you know they probably don't know what the hell's the difference between them. Yeah, I don't, I don't th- even think I do. Yeah, I was going to say I don't even know if they do sometimes. <laughs> we did a but, podcast all uh, on it. We're still trying to figure it uh, out. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Like, is Jack Daniels bourbon? It it comes up all the time. I was I did an interview last night uh, on a sports talk show, and it came up there too. It was like Jack Daniels bourbon. I was like, oh, here we go again. And I gave my spill, and I mentioned NAFTA, and then I mentioned the state law and everything. It's a it's a good it's a good thing that people ask because it means they're interested. Mm-hmm. It's better it's better them to ask than to not even be concerned. Yeah. So there's stuff there too for like. You know, that's for, like, the fringe consumer, but you have stuff for whiskey geeks also, too, like real in-depth kind of nerdy topics as well. Yeah. What are some of those? Uh, So some of those will be, like, um, the... Yeah, I'm looking at Lo- some, some things grains. like value bourbon, right? Yep. That's one. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need no stinking master distiller, <laughs> yeah. right? That's uh, that's coming from our friend Blake over at bourboner.com, right? Actually, so. that, that uh, concept was presented to me from... Um, from Kave from Rabbit Hole, you know, he's got this whole thing about a team approach. He's like, I'd like to do this seminar. And one of my things this year was like, I didn't want to moderate everything. I can't moderate everything. I've got a kid due like the next day. So I have to, uh, in case I have to run out for an emergency, I 
you know, I tried to break things up a little bit and have some new moderators come in. We appreciate getting your scraps. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is not that. I selected you for a reason. Yeah. A lot of people wanted now. that. Yeah. A lot of people wanted those spots. And uh, I, what, what do you think? You think Blake will do a good job on that? Oh, yeah. I Blake think he does great. Yeah. He'll, he'll do well. All right. But I, like you said, with caulk, I mean, the master distiller thing, I mean, most of the people don't know that it's not the ma- It is a team of people really <laughs> selecting yeah. and picking. So I think it'd be good for people to understand that, you know, it's just not Jimmy Russell or and we Drew have, Colesveen doing it all. You know, it's like. And we have on that panel, we have uh, uh, Jim Rutledge, you know, who's been kind of, fall- who's fallen out of the. Yeah, we haven't heard from him in a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's. He's somebody that I feel like draws the geeks, but the normal folks don't necessarily know who he is. Right. So there's going to be something there for everybody. And, you know, we can't not talk about our sessions as well, <laughs> right. right? I think we got to plug those. So if you are going to be there, you got to make sure you check out. Uh, so I'm going to have a session. Ryan's going to have a session. We've got one called The Audacity of Source Whiskey, where it's going to be looking at, uh, you know, basically a lot of people that are NDPs, right? You start up, you want to build a build a company, and you usually at the source, right? Yeah, it's, it's just sort it's of like, the nature of what it is. Yeah, it's perfect timing for us. We know a little <laughs> bit about it. So. We're getting we're getting under this. <laughs> Maybe we'll learn some more. Now, there's yeah, going to be. <laughs> I, I did that seminar at Tales of the Cocktail, so I'll be watching closely. So don't crap. Don't, don't, don't screw fuck that up. up. Yeah, don't screw that. That's one mine. Up. I'm now. I'm feeling the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to have you prep me the night before. <laughs> but then there's another one that that we'll be looking at, talking about the the rarest whiskey in the world, right? And this is going to be sort of. Uh, a, a hybrid look at at private picks, at some of the old Willet picks that that have been happening over the years as well. So there's going to be a, a good conversation about things that you can find rare whiskey every single day, but it doesn't have to be something that's been aged 30 years down in a cellar that was forgotten about, that there was only 20 bottles <laughs> in existence, right? Like there's something that, that you'll be able to find something that's yeah. pretty regularly on that cadence, right? Yeah, that mm-hmm. and it'll there'll be a touch of vintage in that too. That one's been modified a bit, but that one'll have a little bit of uh some some vintage stuff of like a little bit of hunting as well. Oh yeah. Because oh, cool. we had some we got some hunters in that one. You know, there's uh, Larry Rice, a silver dollar that's gonna be in there who's been a previous guest on the show and he talked about his his epic score of of traveling around, I think it was in Kansas City mm-hmm. or outside and being able to find a bunch of old dusties and stuff like that. So and a ton of the Kuiper liqueurs <laughs> in the meantime. Yeah, something like that. Right. So a lot of good sessions that are gonna be coming uh, with regards to that. So what are you looking most forward to in regards of John Mayer? Of, of yeah, this this festival in, of, in of general. Music or just in general? And, oh, I mean, I guess let's take both. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon. The farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com bourbon. Mm-hmm. 
So what are you looking most forward to in regards of John Mayer? Of, of yeah, this this festival in, of, in of general. music or just in general? And, oh, I mean, I guess let's take both. So in, in music, I'm a big Kaleo fan. Like I'm a huge, huge fan of theirs. Um, I also grew up with Counting Crows. And I think I'm on stage at the same time as Counting Crows, so I might have to miss them. But um, that... I used to I thought you were a co-founder. Can't you? Can't you like, <laughs> well, like move the schedule? Yeah, move, yeah you, can just, I, you can just bump somebody down, right? Well, when you're on stage a lot, it, it happens. And then when I'm not on stage, I, I I do tastings like backstage and stuff. So I have a I have a pretty meaty schedule. So mm-hmm. I may give you guys a couple more. <laughs> we but can we can handle that. I think your Aaron boys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like I said, he's just throwing more scraps to us. We'll right. take it. We'll, we'll pick it up. It. We'll run with it. Actually, right? I cleared my whole weekend Not last me. year. Last year, Kenny, I remember you came came up to me and you said, "Whatever scraps you don't want, we'll take it." <laughs> yeah. Those were your exact words. <laughs> he took so. it to heart. See, and that's. I mean, I, honestly, I was. I was there. Against the grease. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I was honestly, I was there last year, and I was just like, man. And that's what I sent a message to Blake and for the people. And I was just like, how do we get a part of this? Uh, you know, Brian Hara from Sippin' Corns be there leading a, a, a session as well. And I just said, like, you've got to see this. Like, you've got to see it I to want you it. To, I want you to know, too, that I I pick people that I, I feel like, you know, represent the kind of, like, whiskey media I think we should be, you know, pursuing. And you remember when I, when I started 12... Yeah, twelve years ago, it was really Chuck, and and that was it. And there was the magazines. The magazines, they've always been kind of what they are. But I I I I like people who ask hard questions, and I like people who really press an issue. And and that's why I kind of you know I went with you guys with Whiskey Cast, uh, Blake, uh, Brian. I brought in I brought in some people that I've uh, I thought would be good fits too, um, and and that's so this is my way of kind of like I don't know I guess giving back and trying to help people in some ways like I mean no one ever did that for me so it, it, other than like giving me a chance and so I think that's all we ever need is like a chance and if we're going to grow this category if we're going to grow it into like you know I mean I have a big belief in bourbon. And I think it's going to do great things. You know, I'm launching a magazine. I'm joining a podcast. I've got other stuff I'm doing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help press the envelope of what media is in this in this space. So, and live entertainment is a big part of that. Absolutely. And so that's one of the things. What when I kind of look at the way this is growing and the way it's moving, and I remember that conversation we kind of had last year. I was saying, "I'll take your scraps," is because. I mean, yeah, you were you were running around everywhere. You're back and forth. You were pretty much moderating almost every single one I of the moderated panels. Moderated everything, yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? You probably raver to be over. And I was, yeah, it was just kind of like I was like, oh man, he's he's gonna kill himself if he keeps going at this rate, right? So it's like, yeah, you've gotta you've gotta be able to delegate and be able to find those right people to try to bring it to the yeah. next level. Because I think at the same time, you're gonna find a lot more enjoyment out of this too, of being able to enjoy the show, enjoy the festival too, of being able to kind of yeah. walk around as well. You know, I think I I, I think there's that um i'm also i'm gonna have again like uh we're due september 26th <laughs> and and we're gonna ex- plan that better yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah when, she, when we were at the doctor you're like just stay in your bed all weekend don't even don't even attempt to move she, she's gotta come yeah. she has to come i'm getting her getting her a golf cart and um when she got when we were at the doctor and they said our our due date I, I, my, I, my, just, my whole, <laughs> everything is just like, uh, oh. And so naturally I'm launching my magazine, Bourbon Plus, that <laughs> same weekend. So I must, you There's know. What's going on a minute. Whatever, whatever <laughs> slack I took away by giving my, the moderating duties to other people, I definitely got that taken up doing other shit. Oh yeah. Well, that's, that's part of what it is. So one of the things that I also want to talk about that is always a staple at the festival, you know, you'd mentioned already the massive bar, right? Uh, going yeah, the there last year. Bar. I mean, the big bourbon bar was, 
It, it is. It's, it's big. It's yeah. the biggest one in the world. I mean, it's the biggest bourbon <laughs> bar in the world. But but let's let's try to describe it a little bit more, right? Because if on the if, official bourbon podcast, yeah, that's right. yeah. So I want to try to describe it just a little bit more because I remember being there. And I don't think it was in alphabetical order, but I mean, it was like you had literally everybody had like 1792 Abraham Bowman, blah 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 blah. You just keep going down the line, mm-hmm. and there was like 30 or 40 different. Uh, vendors there, right? And yeah, it was pretty, that, pretty intense. That we um, we we trimmed that down a little bit. Like it, it's it, it the the size is the same, but there's a little bit more room in between them. And you know, we actually, you know, didn't feel we we turned people away in that in that spot. So we we've got other we've got people out in different spots in the festival. We got a little thing we call like a lemonade stand. That you can go and get something and one, you know, it's like a, like a, I imagine like so if you want a slushy or something, that's like where you'll find like a slushy, mm-hmm. like a bourbon slushy. I love slushies, by the way. I, I used to hate them, and I someone gave me the right slushy, and it changed me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, There's nothing better. This is good. But, but so you you walk in this big bourbon bar, and you do you see this massive amount of wood? It's it's the bar. And you see these names up on the backdrop, and you see the cocktails. You get a cocktail and get it neat. And then the the area is just completely packed. And in the middle, you've got uh, the bluegrass situation, which is the S, the Sirius XM station. You've got their bluegrass you know stage. And I got to tell you, I I saw the the best band I saw last year was in the bluegrass. It was in the bluegrass side, and that's that. And I'm. That's saying something. The because, going banjos, you know. Because because <laughs> Stevie Nicks, man, she made me cry last year. She was just. But it doesn't take much to make you cry. No, right? no. <laughs> You're a softy. Somebody Come stepped on. on an ant over there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, you're looking at you're looking at a really impressive space um, with a lot of cocktailing, and I think this year we have we have 24 uh, along that line. Mm-hmm. So, and that going to give me a little bit more room for them. Well, the other cool thing I, I remember about the big bar was that it was always packed. I mean, yeah. let's let's also say like it was hot, right? And it yeah. was shaded, right? Which is also really cool, right? It was a shaded area, but there were, refuge. there were, yeah, there were picnic tables, like everybody was hanging out and you could sit there and you could watch the bluegrass band. You could go and with that many different vendors, there was never really a huge line to wait for anything that you wanted to go try. So I think that was also something that was pretty cool in that aspect. Yeah, it, it's funny because you're right. There was not a, except for Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole had a constant line. Uh, because they had, they brought in the bartenders from Death and Company, which is arguably the best bar in the world. Where and is that at? It's in New York. Okay. Yeah. They, and these these guys are like the high level consultants. They have the best selling all time cook uh, or cocktail book, and uh, they're just they're brilliant. And they made this cocktail. And they didn't advertise it. They we're a part of it. It's just like the people who taste like, oh my God, it's so good. You gotta good. try that. And they kept getting back in line and getting it. So rabbit hole, rabbit hole, in my opinion, like just, they, they like for, for a little brand like they were, they use bourbon and beyond and just leap forward. They embraced it the most. They, well, I won't say they embraced it the most, but I think that they strategically did everything they could to get the most they could out of it. Um, and they absolutely, it absolutely helped their their efforts. Well, good. I, the other thing I want to bring up because about the big bourbon bar that I always noticed there was Fred's Mini Bar. Yeah, <laughs> talk about that. Like, what? Because oh, I remember now, seeing it. But now I, that's I, yeah. Now that you mentioned that, I was I was trying to figure out like why is it? Why did we? Why did our the bourbon bar? We pulled the mini bar out. The mini bar is its own bar now. And that is now powered by Bourbon Women, which— I thought you were about to say, like, solar power or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wind. Yeah. Well, in, in these festivals, they'll say uh, something is activated by or powered by. It's like a whole different language. And so you—when I first started getting in the, like, the festival business, uh, I, I, I didn't—all these words were very foreign to me. And now I'm using them, so it's kind of weird. But, yeah, so Bourbon Women, who— you know, I wrote the book Whiskey Women. And it's a very important organization to me, and so they are the kind of like powering it, volunteering it, and whatever you want to say. And uh, so it's Fred Minnick's Mini Bar, presented by uh, Bourbon Women. But in there, I selected five craft 
Kentucky bourbons that I feel are 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 doing it right, and you know, and at the same time, they have very different stories. Hartfield and uh, McCoy out of uh, out of Paris, Kentucky. I selected that guy in part because I have never seen a distiller go through more than he has just to get a damn name. You know, the moment that he came out of the gate, he was he got lawyer letters, and then he changed his name to Gentleman Company, and he got lawyer letters, and then he changed it to to this, and he's and he's finally settled on the name Hartfield and McCoy. And you know, so I like I like supporting that guy. I like him a lot. And MB Rowland, Paul Tomaszewski is a is a great friend of mine. He's a fellow Iraq veteran, and uh, he will all anytime that I have the opportunity to bring him in the fold on something, I will always do that because I feel like what he's doing with using local white corn and then also smoking it for his for his dark fire brand. I feel like what he's doing is where is the kind of things I want to see craft distillers doing. Like I, and he goes into the barrel at a very low entry proof, like 100, 103 to 107. So very, very excited about him being in there. Old Pogue, which is a historical distilling family. You know, they were sourcing for a long time. Now they've got their own stuff on the, on the market. So they're, they're in there really because, you know, they've earned it just on their name. You know, they used to, their name was as synonymous as Beam back in the day. They were a very, very strong family. But they ended up getting in trouble during Prohibition, worked with George Remus a little bit, and the Pogues kind of fell out of fashion until, you know, Paul and his family, you know, brought it back. Um, yeah, so that's the, those three, right? I believe four. so. No, four. 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 Okay, so the other one is, is Wadeland, um, Wadeland Ranch. Wadeland Ranch, this guy is an actual... He comes from moonshine blood, you know, like all these all these guys who say they're moonshiners. And I was going to say, it's not another like I found my grandpappy's <laughs> no. formula. This and guy, then, yeah. This guy's got pictures of himself like knee high next to his grandpa still out in the, uh, the middle of nowhere. And he's like a real, he's like, I'm an eighth generation distiller. <laughs> First one legal, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and his whiskey his whiskey, you can tell he's not a new distiller. You know, he's got some he's got some qualities to it. But he's bring, he's putting it out young. Uh, it's it's in like a grenade bottle, but he's got uh, he's got a lot of quality into what he's doing. And you can taste his taste the grains and, and so forth. I have found that his uh, single barrels, you know, are inconsistent, but that's the game of single barrels. And and he's uh, he's somebody I really. Just like as a person, and I see I see good things coming from him uh, and his moonshine and days. <laughs> I mean, that's real cool. Yeah, it's gonna be a great opportunity for these guys, you know, yeah. to showcase their their products and brands. Yeah, and, and it's one of those two. The my mini bar is one where that's kind of like a reward. You know, you're you're I'm asking you to be a part of it. You know, you, nothing's being asked of you. Do we get to be a part of it? Or we just got to work the entire time? Yeah, you get to work. You <laughs> no, get to I'm work. Kidding. That's what you're, you get to do. You're doing the seminars, man. Oh, yeah, I know. That's, not, that's also, not work. That's fun. Yeah. Some, there's, um, you know, some of the We have check-in times like each night. You got to go to bed <laughs> at like 10. No, no. Well, you know. <laughs> He'll text you. you. You could go in the artist camp area and, you know, uh, hang out with him a little bit if you want to do it. See if we can do an art, artist tasting or something. Oh, cool. Can't turn that down. No. Absolutely. It, it, it's hard to get these guys, you know, committed beforehand. A lot of them will be, but then you get back there and they just show up and like, oh, you're the bourbon guy. Oh, let's do this. And like, it, that's how most of my tastings have happened with a lot of these musicians is that like the, and it'll always be like the bassist or the drummer, uh, the vocalists very rarely will want to taste anything before they play, you know, because they've. It's us, whiskey. Let's be real. Yeah. Let's, I mean, that could that could have uh, some effect on your vocal yeah. cords. My but, throat's already hurting. From, <laughs> no. But what what was the? Give us a cool story from backstage last year. No, putting on yours on the spot, but <sighs> honestly, I I was so much on stage at uh, at at this one. And then all my other things I had, I was doing stuff. It wasn't until the next weekend when I was working at Louder Than Life, which was the heavy, heavy metal concert, that I had some, I had some really cool, cool experiences. The, the bassist Chris of uh, Five Finger Death Punch, Chris Kale, and I, we did a tasting. And then the next like week or two, like two or three weeks after, he came out sober and he doesn't drink anymore. So <laughs> oh, you must I, have done I, I, I haven't yeah. asked him, but I really hope that it wasn't. 
Oh, no, I know I have one. I have one from uh, from Backstage of Bourbon and Beyond. Yeah, so I did uh, I did a tasting with ZZ Ward. That's what I was about to say. I was like, wasn't there a girl that had like the the knee-high, yeah. like like leather <laughs> boots or something like that? Do you remember? I remember yeah. you talking about that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I did a tasting with her, and she was a very, very much a whiskey fan. Very much a whiskey fan. And then she blamed me like the next day, like, you're the one who got me on all that bourbon <laughs> or something like that. It was, it was funny, but uh, yeah, I, she was fine. But uh, apparently the next day, I mean, I just do a tasting. What, what yeah, do you do after yeah. that? You know, I'm, you know, no responsibility. Tasting but, of 10 ounces, something like but that? No, it, yeah. was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was, she was cool. And just hanging out, getting to hang out with her. And, um, and, you know, Sean James, last year I did a, t- a tasting with Sean James and that guy has the deepest, one of the coolest voices I'd ever heard. And then you talk to him and he just sounds like a normal guy. You, ex- you expect these like brilliant musicians to just have like a different voice, but really they're just talking like us. They're, they're, they're artists, you know, it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like when we talk. Yeah, like, I think you know. so. We put a microphone in front of us, and we're like, "Oh my gosh! Wow, like, these guys sound—they sound amazing." Nah, not me. That's why I'm <laughs> on the chopping block. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, we gotta drop that now. <laughs> so the other thing is, I remember last year. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait! <laughs> now, why are you so dismissive of his feelings? <laughs> everybody's, everybody's like, "Oh, he's got—he's he's always." It seems like he's too worried about it. It's like, no, oh, have no, some confidence. You'll be fine. You're not going oh, no, anywhere, Ryan. Right. I'm just messing with you. Not yet. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. I got to learn your rapport. Uh, it's okay. So last year I was there, and I remember there was uh, like a vintage bar. Now, was yeah. there anything that's going to be sort of uh, people can experience something that's that's yeah, vintage so, whiskey too? Yeah, Silver Silver Dollar is uh, manning the uh, the Hunters Club, and yeah, there will be some vintage whiskeys there. But Pappy Kentucky Owl, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, you know that sort of thing will definitely be there. But you know. The goal, I'm trying to get like a, a bottle from every like decade and, and that can be, that can be difficult, but with the new vintage law, I think we will be able to pull it off. But, Did you see that as a, as a bigger tractor last year? I mean, were a lot of people interested yeah, in it? Like, and I, I know there's, it. I know there's, believe me, there's definitely geeks that'll go in there yeah. and there's some geeks that'll be like, I'm not paying that, but are there other people that are like, well, actually, I would say, I would say geeks are the hardest people to sell because we know everything, <laughs> you yeah. know, and we're looking and we're like, oh, you're an idiot for charging that. And you end up buying Heaven Hill Green Label for like $3 and you're like looking at everybody like, ah, I got you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, so you, uh, geeks are not necessarily the people that are always going to buy that, but there, there's a lot of people who've never had Pappy and, you know, they want to try it <laughs> and that stuff does sell. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I think you, it, it, I have seen that stuff sell for price points that just seem ridiculous. But yeah, people want to try it now. I don't know if the vintage stuff will sell as much. I, my hope is it would. I think a lot of it would depend on the weather. A lot of it will depend on like how you know the bar staff is able to discuss it, you know, to tell the story, and also like what people know about what it is. You know, if there's a if there's an old Dowling in there and you happen to know the story of the Dowling family moving their distillery to Juarez, Mexico to make Mexican bourbon, you might be pretty, be pretty intrigued to taste that. You know, I might be one of those like, oh, I know the story behind this. And um, but I think in general that that's another one of those spots where it has air conditioning. And depending on the weather, you know, it could be packed. It could be kind of like free flowing. I mean, who knows? Absolutely. So I guess, um, are there any other bourbons that you're, you're excited about to be able to showcase this year, other than Fred's Mini Bar that maybe didn't get as much uh, recognition last year or weren't there last year that are going to be able to kind of be highlighted? Yeah, I, I, as you all know, I'm a rum fan. I'm a big rum fan. You know that. You wrote a book about it at I one point, a, yeah, right? I wrote a book about it. I, I mean, it's, so it's going to be rum and my, beyond? My, yeah. <laughs> bourbon and rum and beyond. I, I've been working on a month. I don't think I'm going to win, but but not not this festival. But uh, what? It'll be in Jamaica somewhere. <laughs> Would you guys or mind coming Barbados? down? No, I'm, I'll mind? moderate. Yeah, nice. we can do that. I need some moderate. You got to learn rum, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the four square. Give me a, give me, give me a weekend. I'll, yeah. I'll, cr- I'll crash course. <laughs> yeah. Just give me your book. So uh, Jim Beam is doing something that I, I find fascinating. They're doing the Tiki Bar, 
and they're doing, uh, you know, like Jim Beam cocktails and, and, and that. And, and I just, I think that's just ballsy, you know, getting into rums like space that is quintessential rum. And as rum has been pecking at the door on bourbon consumers, you know, bourbon's coming right back at you with a, with a right hook and saying, oh, yeah. You want to take uh, some of ours? We're going to take some of yours, you know? And I know it's, that's not how it's going down, but in my mind, that's how everything's working. Everyone's fighting, you know, for, for a consumer. And if that, if that active in bourbon tiki has been growing, it's been very successful. You know who one of the, you know, the pioneers behind the modern movement was Danny Wimmer. He's been, he's been pushing bourbon tiki at his festivals for, for 10 years. And and so he's got explain, one. Explain and, Larry, and Larry Rice had bourbon tiki at yeah. his El Camino restaurant, which that was yep. the first time I ever had it. I Ex- mean, explain bourbon tiki because yeah. I'm not even sure if I understand and grasp it correctly. And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that don't either. Do you... Do we need? Do we need to tell him? Do we want to tell him, or do you want to keep this kind of like a kind of like our thing underground? Like, this just us. Yeah, so we can <laughs> share together. All right. So tiki is a is a culture. Um, it was is created by you know at Trader Vic's. It's the mai tai. It's the zombie. It's all these like crazy cocktails with rum. It'll be like orgiat syrups. There's just a lot of stuff, but. Basically, is Goombay Smash considered tiki? Uh, smash is normally or not. I maybe, maybe, but this is where we see the umbrella. We see the big piece of pineapple coming out. They're in those glasses that you know have mm-hmm. faces on them. That's tiki, and there's a culture behind it. Is there going to be like a sand? Like the floor's going to be made out of sand too? Uh, hopefully, right? Actually, and you got to wear a lay. Actually, actually, they're going to have like. A, I can't remember the rendering, but they are going to have like a little area. And another one, another one that really excites me is is Larceny's uh, Pizza Parlor. They're doing like a a pairing, and if you know a secret word, you get you get a special you get something special. And I don't even know what that word is, but I'm sure I'll find it eventually. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, they've got there's a lot of a lot of little like underground little secrets this year. Um, that I feel like can be be really hmm. cool. You, Pizza you can spend and bourbon. That's that's a first for me. Well, they don't seem like they go together. It's that spicy pie. I was okay. telling you about, and they've been working together to like pair a pair of bourbon. So and cool. Lar- I think Larceny actually pairs pretty well with most things. Well, next year we'll have to get ahead of it, and we're going to have our own pursuit yeah. speakeasy, <laughs> right? And you got to know the password to get in there. Oh yeah, yeah. We got we got to get some more. Uh, we got some some dollars to be able to put towards the uh, the funding for it. So I'll come up with a secret word. <laughs> Wait, is it I'm from Bardstown? Yeah, I'm from Bardstown. <laughs> knock knock. Two knocks. Wow, that's that's so clever. I know. <laughs> so before we we wrap this up, I want to make sure that uh, we properly give uh, the day and time. So make sure you start making your plans. It's for the weekend of September 22nd and 23rd in Louisville, Kentucky at Champions Park. Yeah, Champions Park. It's basically Zorn Avenue and River Road, uh, not too far from the VA hospital. Yeah, it's actually a great location. Yeah. Uh, even easier if you want to just have an Uber drop off <laughs> and it's it's super easy to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. close to downtown, close to where we live. So it's, it's ideal Hill, for me. everywhere, St. Matthews. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the, the river's right there. So if you have a pontoon boat, just kind of Oh, yeah, pull up yeah. and hear a free concert. Yeah. <laughs> Or come in. Yeah, or, or come, come in. in. Come, I, don't, I don't think you could really enjoy the music from the river. Yeah, it's not like the waterfront. Where, yeah, you know. no, that, the waterfront you could. Not this one. Um, you, you actually could hear it better if you were like at that gas station. I know I can hear it from my house in St. Matthews because I heard it last year and I was like, when's this going to end? I can't sleep. <laughs> it was the louder in life one. They're loud. Well, that's that whole louder. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Part of the, it's part of the branding. But uh, yeah, well, you know what? That festival brings in a lot of revenue for this. Oh, city. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So make sure, uh, get ready for it because we're actually going to have a giveaway on Bourbon Pursuit as well for a pair of tickets to go and be at at Bourbon Beyond. So we're going to have that out available relatively soon. So make sure you pay attention to all the new episodes as well as social media because that's probably where it's going to post it. So uh, Fred, Ryan, Bourbon Pursuit team. We can wrap it up. I think it was a good good episode, right? Yeah, yeah. you go. Hands in the middle. <laughs> all in, all in. Break. <laughs> Bourbon on three. So uh, awesome, guys. Um, make sure uh, if you have any other, uh, or if you like what you hear, 
Make sure you support us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Bourbon Pursuit. We got to pay Fred now, so. <laughs> so we've got to have it start rolling in, right? Now, it's, uh, but it really does help go support the show of, Do of everything that we're doing. Quick word on the whiskey that we're tasting. Okay, yeah, go yeah. ahead. I don't know what it is, but I guzzled mine. It was good. <laughs> so this was, uh, this is Old Jordan from the early 1900s. Hmm. Oh, wow. This was considered to be the best, uh, one of the best whiskeys of that time. Well, it still is. Yeah, it held, it kept very, very nicely. Where'd you find that? Actually, Brad Bonds, uh, Ed, Ed Bly's partner uh, at the at Cork and Bottle mm-hmm. found this and he gave me a sample. Very nice. Oh, that's real cool. Yep. So you can smell it for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nose for days. <laughs> that's what's good. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, we're trying to sign we'll get, off here. We'll get this repertoire <laughs> down soon enough, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll find our flow. We're, we're still new. It's yeah. like tiptoeing, first dates. We'll get there. <laughs> well, your first date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do like it, make sure you support us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Bourbon Pursuit. As I'd mentioned, we've got barrel picks, koozies, stickers, uh, T-shirts, and more, and a lot of other cool things that are coming uh, to still be announced. So make sure you are paying attention there. Uh, Ryan, go ahead and uh, – oh, by the way – iTunes reviews. Don't forget iTunes yeah, reviews. Yeah, they, they help us get found easier on iTunes. So please, re- if you like what you hear, please review it because uh, it helps us get found by other whiskey enthusiasts. So uh, please keep those. And any feedback, suggestions, we love hearing from our listeners because, some, quite honestly, you all give us some of the best ideas. So, uh, But, uh, yeah, Fred, what you're going to sign off going to be? Uh, <laughs> we never really talked about this, didn't we? Yeah, I, I guess uh, so. I have to say something in regards to the podcast. I don't know. See you uh, next time. We can figure this out. Yeah, you can say just see you next time. No, it, or it, email us at team at bourbonpursuit.com. I don't know what it is yet. It says it in our in in the language on iTunes and it's in the emails and everything, but drink responsibly. Mm-hmm.